Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Our guest this morning, Maxim Olszewski, is the Chief Executive Officer of Astra Group and Managing Director of People First Developments. He's an entrepreneur, investor, and visionary. He's lived in Calgary for over 20 years and has 18 years of experience in real estate development and construction. Maxim immigrated to Calgary from Ukraine, worked his way up from a laborer, and now owns a prosperous group of companies which have had a direct impact on the revitalization of downtown Calgary. Good morning, Maxim. Good morning. David. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, Maxim. Как дела? That's what I know in Russian. No, I know also which I want to eat. I want food. A very important key phrase to know. Yeah. Um, So, you know, my first question is to do about the company. Uh, People first. Um, You know, I'm in real estate and it's my fault that I didn't even know about this company until we met. Uh And uh, what I understand, it was founded last year in 2021. Correct. And uh, it will be great if you can share with us uh, what's behind it and what's the vision of uh, People First. Of course. Uh, the primary goal behind People First was to create an entity that would focus on addressing few key problems that our city is facing. High vacancy in office towers, affordable housing, and uh, and of course, the underperforming properties or foreclosed properties that are in our downtown core currently. So by combining our goal and addressing these problems of converting office towers into residential, we decided to open a different company that would just focus on that, which became People First. It became a lot more since the inception, where we included the non-for-profits that we're helping. We also created various initiatives for job training for the newcomers, Ukrainians specifically at this moment, as well as we're trying to really keep all the dollars being invested in Calgary with the local companies. So we're trying to utilize as many local companies as possible. So it's combination through all these efforts that is the spirit, so-called, of people first developments. So if I look at the downtown core and being in this industry for 20-some years, I look at the building you uh, purchased, uh, 909 Fifth Avenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was built, what, 70s, 80s, something yeah, like that, right? 60s, yeah. And it was like a, a square that as many engineers on any each floor how do you convert? Sorry, what, what's the vision for that specific building? If someone goes now and drives by on Fifth Avenue and looks at the building that you want to convert, what is the vision? Main floor, second floor, the 10th floor? So the goal was to ensure that that corner or that block specifically would be unrecognizable once we we're done from it being an office tower. So we're stripping completely the curtain wall we are removing all the mechanical systems, everything down to the concrete and starting from scratch. Our main floor will be retail. Second floor will be a co-working space. And then the floors three to 10 will be residential units, a combination of two and three bedroom units. And uh, that will house about 112 residential units with about 20,000 square feet of commercial space. The first uh, first two floors will receive a new curtain wall, which will be expanded further, which will be expanded further. 
which will give uh, more of a facelift to the building. It will give that residential feel that you usually see in brand new condominium developments. Such Marta Loop. Precisely. Loop. Yeah. So you have the first two floors that are more apparent that create a better visual appeal for the street and the curb appeal. And then the residential tower above. At the same time, we are doing inverted balconies. So the whole building will be will resemble a traditional uh, condominium or residential development. So how does the process work after it's completed? <clears throat> there are so many people in the city who need affordable housing. So are you part of that process with bringing people in or how does that work? Where does that transfer go? Almost on a daily, we receive emails from newcomers, mm-hmm. either asking for work or asking if we can help them with housing. One of the largest problems that we see for newcomers, specifically from Ukraine, is they come here, even if they have money, they can't really rent anything because they don't have work history or they don't have credit. So they're faced with all of this red tape. So we want to help as many people that actually need it the most first. And we will prioritize families, we'll prioritize newcomers that are affected by war. And after that, whichever units are left, we will offer to the general public. But discounted units will, of course, go to those individuals that need it most first. Mm. So I want to bring you back to Ukraine. And when you first moved here, what brought you to Calgary? Uh, Well, my father was in oil and gas. (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) Hence, uh, uh, Calgary was the dreamland where one could prosper in that field. And um, uh, everything was decided over a dinner table uh, as a joke. And next thing you know, a year later, we're living in Canada. It's uh, quite a humorous story. I wasn't part of that decision making, but I'm very glad my parents made that choice. Um, Otherwise, you know, my fate could have been very different at this moment. Mm. Right? Do you still have family in Ukraine? I certainly do. Uh, on um, on my mom's side, our grandma's still there. She's a very stubborn uh, lady, mm-hmm. refuses to leave. However, we are constantly inviting her either here or to join our aunt in France. But you know, eventually, uh, we hope that uh, she'll succumb to our pressure. Everybody's uh, doing okay in the family in Ukraine? Uh, right now, everybody is doing good considering the circumstances. Yeah. Some of um, our friends of family, uh, of course, have seen deaths in families, and that's very unfortunate. And our hearts are with them, but you know, everybody's doing the best they can under the circumstances. So talk a little bit about the people that come now from Ukraine, because um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know much about it. And I, I know Canada was helping or is helping. And, and if you can elaborate a little bit more, what do you see with the new immigrants that come from Ukraine as a result of war and not result of oil and gas movement? <laughs> of course. Well, there's a really large influx of immigration from Ukraine and from neighboring European countries to Canada. Uh, primarily, this is due to expedited visa process. So now uh, an individual could receive a two-year work visa uh, relatively fast. We're talking about months as long as they can apply for their biometrics and such. I, I'm not familiar with the full process, right. but I know it's relatively quick, and our government is expediting those uh, that process or expedited that process, which allowed that immigration to increase. And, of course, 
you see this uh, immigration hitting BC, Alberta, Toronto. They stay a little bit on Toronto and BC and they are like, okay, Alberta is a better place. (laughs) 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 When they say better, I mean more affordable, you know. So they come here and uh, and these individuals, some come only, uh, for example, families come without husbands, right? And they need some help because the language is limited, of course, and they're not everybody has friends here, so everybody could use a little bit of help. And there, there's a real, it seems to me from what I read and everything, there's a real connection of people who are from Calgary, not from Ukraine, but also people who've come from Ukraine a, a while ago before the war, um, <clears throat> who are really supporting each other. And there's a tight community within Calgary of support. Absolutely. The history of Ukrainian immigration in Canada, it's very, it it dates back to inception of Canada. Mm -hmm. If you drive through any little town in in Alberta or in Saskatchewan, you see these little Orthodox churches that were built in like 1900s. So it's, uh, it's not uncommon to see second, third generation Ukrainians in, um, in Canada. So Mm -hmm. the community both, uh, Ukrainians from first generation and second and third are very supportive and everybody is doing their best they can to help. Many families housed newcomers in their homes to help them get set up. Uh, my mom is housing, I believe, like five ladies right now. <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's a full house there. You know? <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, it's uh, the community is really helping everyone here. Our guest this morning is Maxim Olszewski, CEO of Astra Group uh, and a managing director of People First Development. And uh, Maxim, we have to take a commercial break and we'll be back following the commercial. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Our guest this morning is Maxim Olszewski, Managing Director of People First Development and also CEO of Astra Group. Uh, Maxim, you know, when we look at your bio and you came here 20 years ago and it says you were a laborer, and now you're an entrepreneur, owning a few companies. Share with us the process, like from laborer to CEO. What are the steps you took? What uh, hardships you had to go through? And what's the good thing? Well, David, that's uh, it's a long story, but I'll try to compress it. We have 10 minutes. No problem. <laughs> uh, my first job was on a construction site, and I mustn't have been 14, 15 years old. And since that day, I've been exposed to all facets of construction. I've learned my first few trades by the time I was 18. It started out with flooring, then I went finishing carpentry. That progressed into framing. Framing progressed into basement developments and various renovations. And it just started building on that. My first success was through building uh, modular shacks for oil and gas companies. Uh, I was doing those relocatable structures, like Atco style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I did those uh, for for a few years. Sold my shares in that company, then reinvested back into what is known today as Astra Group back in 2014. 
started servicing the commercial sector. Uh, so office towers like these, I would be renovating them. And that merged into additional work in terms of restoration and hazmat and and then multifamily. Then I got exposed to multifamily investment. And the moment I saw the investment side of it, I got hooked. <laughs> so then I am like, all right, I got to save up enough money to be able to do this myself because that's you know where you create the most impact. And the rewards are bigger too. So I decided to you know uh, put all my money aside, and then we uh, that was five years ago. I started to invest in real estate and uh, pr- property after property, slowly build that up until the most uh, the largest acquisition, which was the nine oh nine. And next year will be even larger acquisitions. So the first acquisitions were Astra Group, and nine oh nine is the first acquisition of first uh, people. People first, sorry. So structurally, a development company is people first development that organizes all the initiatives. But when it comes to the real estate holding company, that's Aster Real Estate, uh, Aster real estate Corp. So all of our holdings are within that company. But the, all the initiatives are the people first developments. And the Aster Construction Management does all the construction work on more simplistic projects. Mm-hmm. And that's how we subdivide our uh, corporations. So I read that you pursue properties that others would avoid through Astra Construction. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'll give you a really good example. When COVID hit, you know, there was two choices, you know, bury your head under the sand or do something about it, right? And uh, we decided to be very bullish on the market because at the end of the day, our humanity survived worse things. Mm. So I remember it was April 2020, uh, I get an email from our largest client. They're like, we're closing off the taps. I'm like, awesome. I gotta, uh, I'm responsible for a lot of people. You know, we've got to <laughs> do something about this. Uh, you know, within 30 days, we opened two more businesses, pers- uh, found three properties to pursue. Uh, some people said I was absolutely not trying to buy retail, empty retail and empty office during COVID. And I'm like, no, it's the best time to buy. And two years later, that is, uh, you know, the building is performing really well. That's where our office is. That's where our co-working space is. Uh, the return on that building was significant, both to the community and uh, and financially. And uh, the other two buildings that we pursued, uh, one was condemned uh, residential property in Bankview uh, that we turned over. And another one was also um, a concrete building that we uh, restored and put back on the market. So it was great to return those properties back to better state than they were originally and they can serve the community. All of our staff stayed busy and we did very well considering the circumstances during COVID. So Tara, I have to share with you something. Uh, Maxime bought a building through my company, and I just found out when I looked at the website <laughs> that we've done a deal in 2019 <laughs> that I didn't even know. But when I saw the name Astra, it rang a bell, and I started looking through all the memos that we have, and I go, huh, I did that deal with Kalinka. <laughs> yeah, it's a small world here. Yeah, and Calgary. they still own it, right? You still, yeah, own, still it. own it. Did yeah. you renovate it? Because it should have been renovated. I certainly renovated it. Uh, that particular. It wasn't in, in bad shape. Too too bad. It, it wasn't bad. It was. It's a great location, large spaces, but there is certain key things that had to happen right away. So we addressed those, and the property is cash flowing. It's serving its purpose. 
being a good home for uh, the occupants. I'm curious, as a young person growing up in Ukraine, moving here as a teenager, you have obviously learned a lot and grown a lot as a human, as an entrepreneur. But how do you think your perspective is different from others who didn't grow up the way that you did, immigrating here, still having family living in Ukraine? How does your perspective as a leader and as an entrepreneur change? Well, that's not an easy uh, question to answer, but I'll try to break this apart. Tara is responsible for just the tough questions. I'm just dealing business. She all the tough questions. I want to know about him. (laughs) I was expecting tough questions from you, David. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But to answer your question, I'll I'll try to break this down a little bit. I don't think it's necessarily where you come from. Mm -hmm. I think it's more your set of experiences and the set of... uh, goals that you choose for yourself as, as a young kid. And, and they sometimes come from uh, your upbringing, which is true, but sometimes everybody's born with different needs in a way, right? And as we shape as humans, we pursue things. And the things that we pursue shape our character. So for me, Monopoly, for example, one of my favorite childhood games. Why? I don't know. I love negotiating. I loved, I'm very competitive. I want to win, you know, but I also want to make sure that people want to play with me again. (laughs) (laughs) So, so to give you an example, it's, uh, it's hard to pinpoint the precise characteristics that shape you as a good leader. But if you have specific goals you want to reach and you want others to continue to play with you and do these deals with you, you need to be conscious to make sure that everybody wins along the way. This way you're exposed to more deals. And when everybody wins, you get all those deals that nobody else gets because they come to you first. And that's what I aim for. Let me help you with easier questions. Deal, let's do it. Did construction start on 909? Of course. And when do you expect uh, completion? At the end of 2023, maybe sooner. And then people can move in. Precisely. And uh, what's next? What's the vision for uh, people first? What's the next project? One, one office tower at a time. I see. However, there is a few projects in the pipeline which will be announced Feb- February 1st. So with, um, with we'll wait for that, but with the, <laughs> with the People First projects, uh, I'm curious to know how that's changed you as a person in terms of when you see people who formerly could not afford to be in housing or needed help at the time, just needed a little bit of a lift. Mm-hmm. How, how does that help you? How does that help your employees when they see what they're doing for others? Well, I think the easiest way to answer that is uh, one of the best things a human can do in general or get most gratification from is giving back, Right. You always hear, you know, you can only make so much money. Money doesn't make you happy. It certainly solves problems. But at the end, to be really fulfilled, you want to give back and serve to a greater good. So our team feels proud of doing projects like this. It feels proud of returning buildings back to serve its purpose. Because so many people benefit from government people to people that occupy to the businesses that are within it. We are so closely associated with the places that we occupy that it becomes part of our 
daily routine, daily life that we don't really notice. Our environments kind of shape us, so we better be in good environments. So I think that's uh, that's how most of our team feels when I, when we are faced with these. As far as the affordability sector goes, uh, coming uh, as an immigrant family to Canada, you know, not everything was always easy. You know, you lived in a small apartment. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand what that's like. I understand <laughs> what it's like not to have all the things that one perhaps wants, but it comes with time and. If you provide that back to uh, the community or you now now we have the ability to provide that, amazing. Uh, that makes me feel really good. You know, and I'm glad to be part of that. Well, Maxim, thank you so much. I'm so glad that we've learned about this. And I think that people would probably love to be able to collaborate with you on some of those buildings as well and be part of that or maybe start their own. You may be inspiring other builders and construction people to be doing the same things, right? So it takes a community, right, to support each other. So Maxim, thank you so much. Maxim Olszewski, oh, Olszewski, I got it. Very good. <laughs> uh, CEO of Astro Group Corp and managing partner of People First Developments. Thank you so much. Really appreciate thank it. You, Mark. Thank you, Max, for having me. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. 